Yep, looks good. All right, hello and welcome back to Projecting. Thank you all again for listening. I know I didn't uh, do one last week, but you don't pay me enough to do them every week. So, you know, deal with it. Anyway, I'm here with Ben Chunky. Uh, that's not actually say his last name, but he insists that's how you say his last name. It's Chunky. It really is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm serious, <laughs> but, uh, man. But uh, we just, uh, this previous week, well, I guess it was about six days ago now, huh? Not even a week ago. Yeah, we left on, on Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, we, uh, we, we drove to Tennessee, to Nashville, Tennessee, on a Tuesday morning for the premiere of his film, The Polar Bear Club. The Polar Bear Club. Starring, no, I'm just kidding. But, the, um, <laughs> but you basically, we, we went out to Nashville to see the premiere of his film, The Polar Bear Club, which he wrote and as, co-wrote and associate produced. Yes. Yeah, I had like I don't know if I'm actually credited as a producer. I think but it said I said associate producer in the credits. Oh, then I'm that's associate what I was saying. That's why I called associate producer. But I was also like like script supervisor, yeah, like yeah, yeah, script supervisor, like yep. set dressing and props and all. Basically, that he was a massive creative side of the film, and um, it was a very talented team. I'll let you get into it in a little bit, but they um, Nashville. We watched it that night. Went out to bar after, which I found out. I thought New Orleans was the last bastion of smoking bars. Um, until we until we uh, banned it, but turns out we went to like a smoking bar in Nashville. So there you go. I guess for people who and, really want that, and it had like, a whole <laughs> bunch of like New Orleans stickers all over the oh, place. Oh, which we found out the bar the owner bar owner was, was from, from New, Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, it was crazy. He had all these Saints bumpers. I was like, why is there so much New Orleans swag? Do you remember the name of that bar? I don't. I no. don't remember it at all. Oh wait, it's like the Pioneer or something. No, no, the no, Frontier. No, no. It was one word. It was uh, it was like right around the block. It's like someone's name. We'll look it up. Like McKay's or something. Oh, whatever. Anyway, the um, did the premiere and then literally went to a bar. Next morning, drove back home. So we spent more time driving than we did experiencing and sleeping in Tennessee. <laughs> and um, Monica Dabrowski, yes, yep. Monica came with us, and uh, she was off awesome company with our horse companion Stephen, who now has his own Instagram account called <laughs> a horse named Stephen. A horse named Stephen, yeah, that's right. right. Yep, and like there's a bunch of pictures of this toy horse. On this adventure. But he's real in our hearts. He's real in our hearts. So uh, he it, was, it was quite the expedition. And, and part of the reason I wanted to have Ben on was the trip was fun. And we'll obviously talk about that. But it's it's cr- pretty crazy to think about the fact that you, you wrote this in college, right? You wrote this at NCSA with your buddy. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that it, it's we all always like throw aside student films. And everyone's like, oh, I had my crappy student film. Or I did this and I did that. And everyone kind of throws stuff out. But after many years of work and getting sponsors and getting grants and local groups involved y'all y'all made this film reality and like no bullshit as a friend everything like it's a beautiful film i mean i can obviously Thanks. take a critique side to it and have like a critic side and i'm sure there's some things i could point out but at the end of the day i look at it and i go god like all i want to do is go out and film a movie and at the same time was disheartened by how i won't make something that stunning Mm. <laughs> it was a beautiful movie, and I highly recommend. Even if y'all just look at the trailer, it'll make you drool. Mm. But so tell, yeah, well, tell yeah. a little bit about the production, let's, how you got to that point. Let's let's start at the very beginning. So Brett fine Price, place to start. yeah, Brett Price, the director. <laughs> he and I went to the uh, UNC School of the Arts, and we were in the same grade and all that stuff. And um, we were we were even in the same classes like on day one. We like we're immediate friends. And same with the DP, Spencer. He is in the same classes and everything. But it wasn't until, like, the end of our second year when Brett Price, uh, uh, like, called me up and he was like, hey, I have this idea for some kind of short or a feature. I don't know. Just come over and let's just talk about it. So I go over 
and he explains to me this image he had of a shoe going into the snow or like a slippered foot going in the snow and like accompanied by a 2001 a space odyssey soundtrack <laughs> was he thinking of a specific song or just the soundtrack in general the opening one of course <laughs> yeah yeah so but very then, like being on a lunar surface basically yeah yeah and uh he, he like we just kind of went from there and he thought like old people would be interesting to write about and um we just kind of I don't know. We kind of took the summer off to kind of think about the idea, but we came back in the fall and we wrote an outline together and made the story what it is. We pulled a lot from our own personal histories with old people mm-hmm. and our own feelings about mortality and all that kind of stuff. But like you said, a lot to do with um, not ALS with um, dementia. Dementia, yeah, with dementia yeah. and with with you know just yeah. Well, it's not like it's not like in your face. Like no one ever says no. the word dementia or yeah, anything. None of the guys, everyone in the film is actually very mentally sharp and sad. Right. All the characters are actually very yeah. like rugged, tough guys. I mean, they jump. I mean, it's called the Polar Bear Club. It's literally an, a a old male polar bear club. It's like three guys and the addition of a fourth guy eventually, which is what the story's kind of about. Um, they jump into frozen yeah, lakes. They literally in the middle of uh, Minnesota, right? And yeah. They, just, they go into. They jump yeah. right into. They cut a hole in the ice and they jump in the water. Yeah. And it's pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous for people of that age. You know what I mean? It's it really in is. It is. Um, but yeah, dude, it's. And you kind of use it as a metaphor for understanding like aging and death. Aging and, and death, and just what it is to be old. And like, I guess like, because we didn't actually say dementia aloud, but there was a part in the movie where Harold's character he says like, "How how did I get here?" Right. I don't even know how that happened. But, like, you could even, like, go the route of, like, you know, I don't even know how I got here. I'm 27. Right. You know. What, happened, what happened when I was five? Like, I, how did I get here? Well, the classic, like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. Why am I working in a cubicle? That classic story. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you don't know exactly where you're going to be later in life. Like, even as freelancers, we sit back and we're like, it's like, oh, we're quote, unquote, doing our dreams. But it's also, like... There's just like weeks where you have like maybe it's a week or two, maybe longer. Sometimes it happens where you get no work or like people are undercutting and you're not getting the fe- you know, all these very down moments where you're just going like, oh my god, this is the dream. And then you're going like, wait a second, what happened three years ago when I had this passion to be a filmmaker? And then two right. weeks later, you're excited again. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, not, oh, it's like such, yeah, such you're just like in this rat race, like yeah. going from job to job. And right. then, there's always that yeah. trade off. And I think that's what's fun about watching that movie was like. The whole thing is you don't want to die, doc. You know you don't want to die at a hospital. Last thing you see that doctor looking over you, right? Uh-huh. That that whole conversation. Uh-huh. It's like we all think about. It. We think about getting old. We think about like I'm not gonna be an old folks home. And that the main character Harold, like he constantly is fighting being the old guy. I'm trying not to get yeah. too detailed with the film, but like that's really he's clearly got a huge complex about how he's going to age. Right. That's a huge thing with him. Yeah, but I think that's a huge thing with anyone. Yes, like, and that's what I'm saying. It's so relatable. Right. Like, no one wants, like, I don't know, maybe there are people out there who, like, are really excited to get old and, like, retire and stuff. But, like, I'm not. I'm, like... I'm excited to say horrible, I'm, offensive things and everyone right. says it's okay Like, I'm old. ready to go out and, like, <laughs> do some awesome stuff in the world. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm yeah. probably never going to want to stop, ever. Yeah. But there's going to be a part, like, a point in my life and everyone's life where they're just going to have to, like, be, like... Physical it's time, Like, my physical limitation, my mental sharpness is growing you know smaller every day and it's just like 
it's time. It's time to just focus on like living a good life. But hopefully you're living the good life before you get old. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you find other ways to keep a good life going. It just might not be what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. We're so philosophical and insightful. Mm. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. You know it. So that's what people listen to me for. They come on. The, they want to listen to this podcast to come on because <laughs> I got those deep thoughts. But um, yeah, no, it, it, it was just, it was really cool though. And like for those of you who are a little more technical minded, um, they shot on a Red Epic, which I mean that camera couldn't have been out for months when y'all got it, not even a full year. I mean it hadn't been out long. Oh no, 2014. Sorry, I yeah, forgot y'all. Y'all wrote shot, it year earlier. Yeah, we the sh- Epic was still only a few years old. I mean it was it was yeah. the it was the Red at the time. I mean that was the top of the line Red. Yeah, the yeah the Red Epic was top of the line. That's right. And you shot a red epic. Y'all shot with you said uh, Anjanu, Anjanu zooms. Yeah, like just we usually just use the one Anjanu zoom. I can't remember. Spencer told me what it was. It was like a twenty-five of something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was pretty versatile, but just it was an, it was like a nineteen seventies Anjanu though. So it like wasn't as crisp as some of the newer lenses that are out. Right. So it gives it more filmic look well, I was going to say I, I, for those of you again the more technical it doesn't have that super digital look of a red the film actually looks like very filmic and you said they were using a special filter for that as yeah, well right yeah it was the Hollywood black magic it uh, just diffuses like all like you saw like, you'll see the, the film like all the whites like bloom a little bit and like it softens the blacks so they're not as like contrasty so it just doesn't look like like a digital camera shot it, right. it looks more film. And what's interesting is that, too, because now what you see in Superman, the new Superman movie, got Man of Steel, got so much help for this, that a lot of grading in films, um, color grading, you know, people, you know, when you color the film, the film doesn't come out the camera looking how you want it to look, generally. Um, but the a lot of grading now tends to make everything very flat and very desaturated, so all the colors aren't very popping, and that's just a very big stylistic choice right now. Batman, a lot of movies kind of popularized with that kind of gritty, dark, dirty look. And what's so interesting about Polar Bear Club is that I loved, I thought, you're in, you're surrounded by snow and trees at all times. A flat look, a desaturated image makes so much sense. Yeah. It's just, I mean, like, but it's that time that's popular and people are kind of getting sick of it. But I still think that, like, even going in, the moment I saw the colors are kind of muted, I was like, oh, of course they colored it a little muted. After, like, 20 minutes, I was kind of like, it works, though, man. Like, just the contrast, the colors speak for themselves against the white. Like, mm-hmm. with all that snow everywhere... It, it just the colors pop on their own it's it's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful like the point is for the non-technical people it's just a very beautiful image everything's like well framed everything's yeah. clean the yeah. colors make sense it's a very it's a very pretty film well brett brett the director and spencer the director of photography they've been working together since like the beginning of school like the like right when they met and they really haven't like stopped talking to each other even though that spencer lives in la and brett lives in nashville they constantly communicate about everything. Yeah. About like everything they're working on. And they respect each other's work. They both do photography. They both shoot video and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. 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 One second. Sorry. No, you're good. No, you're fine. You're fine. The um <clears throat> but the um yeah, it's I just it's, and so how many years y'all wrote this in your second year? Oh yeah. Year? So yeah, we wrote it in our second year. We rewrote and rewrote so our third and fourth year. So, 2011 no, was when we graduated. So, yeah, so we started writing in 2009, 2010. We we like were shopping it around within our friend group, and then our senior year in 2011, we were shopping around like in classes, and getting like, like 
our mentors re- like reviews and like what they thought about it and what we should change. But by that time, like it was pretty set in stone. Like everyone was just like, "This is good. Keep going with it. You know, let me know if you need help." Kind of right. that kind of thing. And so after we got out of school, um, Brett wanted to make the film, and he came over to Minnesota with me in the winter to go do some um, scouting, some location scouting, and we did. We got some. We got some done. But uh, really what we were doing there was to get like a Kickstarter going. So we recorded a video on the ice, on the lake, where we wanted to shoot the film. And we started our Kickstarter. And we reached our goal, I think, of like $20,000. Wow. Yeah. Help from families, friends, all but that still, stuff. Just I mean, shopping just around everywhere. Just to raise everywhere. that kind of money. Yeah. Something like that. And then uh, we, we were going to do it like in 2013... The winter of 2013, but then um, we just weren't prepared. Like, we just didn't have it going on. Like, the casting wasn't finished. Brett thought he could just do it when we got up there. We didn't really have all the locations locked and all the paperwork done. That's so, a tough yeah. decision, though, man. Like, I've, I've seen a lot of films. Everyone just wants to get shooting, like, especially yeah. as someone, as a, as a guy who does camera. Right. Like, the temptation to just say, screw it, we'll figure it out, like... It's not as tempting. Like it's it's ruined some of my work. It's like it's yeah, so man. hard to fight that impulse. Yeah, you have to Especially go. Especially when a team has the momentum, you're afraid you're gonna lose your team. Yeah, that's that's really <laughs> what the big thing. We like maybe we lose Spencer. Who's gonna shoot it then? Or maybe we're gonna lose a camera. Like who knows? But if you're gonna spend this kind of money, or like have this kind of budget and put this amount of time, like writing it for five years, if you're just gonna throw that out and like because just, you just want to get jumped, just, just on to it, get yeah. it done, like what's what's all that work like what's all the work worth then like let's do it right let's do it well so we postponed for next year which was a great choice we ended up meeting a production company gear seven from nashville who drove up to minnesota with all their lights and gear and all that kind of stuff and i believe it was their red epic too oh wow that's cool yeah but they like they gave so much like there was um Connor and Colin and Kirk, they were great to work with. It was so good. And um, we ended up, like, renting. We ended up finding a place where we could all live for a month in February to shoot it, like us and the actors. Um, You know, it was a nice place right on the lake, right on the location we wanted to shoot in. And we ended up getting um, the snow bait, too, from, like, the rebate system in Minnesota. So that was a big help in terms of getting money for like the editing side later so you could pay you know tyler to do his sound design what's the minimum on their tax credit what do you have to spend i don't know it's not much it's not much i don't know the exact number i know i was talking to spencer in in alaska we found out you have to spend 75 grand but it's a 58 58 percent dude (laughs) that means like if you spend 75 you can make like a hundred thousand dollar movie yeah (laughs) over that and like Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Or even you make a $75,000 movie and over half the people who put the money up get all their money back. Yeah, like, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Which I mean is awesome. I mean, I would never think about shooting in Alaska. Now I'm like, oh, let's take some, let's go look at Juno. We are. Let's go check out Juno. That's what he was saying y'all was talking about. And I was like, why well, would Ju- you shoot in Alaska? And he goes, Juno. Because it's so cheap. Juno, Juno was shot in Minnesota. Oh, I, know. Oh, I was thinking Juno, Alaska. Say. Oh, I was Juno, like, shooting Alaska. in Juno. That's funny. Uh, I didn't know that Juno was shot. But yeah, Juno was shot there. Oh, a lot of films were shot there. Fargo. 
Well, Fargo for sure. Everyone knows that. It's, I mean, famous movie. I think a simple, a serious man was shot there too. Another Coen Brothers film. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just snow and trees. There's nothing else there. Dude, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's real though. Like I grew up and there's snow but it's everywhere. It's a real place, Greg. I promise. It's a real place. <laughs> it's a real place. And we shot it. We shot one of the locations. We shot was my, uh, um, my uncle's house. Oh wait, which location was that? It's the house, oh, George Owl's house. Oh, that's George's place. Mm-hmm. Oh, that place and, is cool. The yeah, stairs. Yeah. yeah, the stairs that go up. Oh yeah. And yeah, the inside. I'm pretty sure he built that house. Beautiful. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the kind of stuff people like pay lots of money to go to like skiing resorts. Yeah, but he the lives atmosphere. there. I know, he lives there and just fishes. Lots of wind, like big windows. Yeah, dude, it's great. It was really good. I've cool. always liked going to that house. Nice. Why don't you take me to the cool winter house? <laughs> I didn't know you then. I didn't know you then. But, um... But yeah. We're, uh... We premiered in Nashville. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Dude. Every, it was a packed house, too. Oh, yeah. Dude. You were I'd there. Say, I'd say it was easily 75 80% full. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And that was like... It wasn't a small space, either. I mean, how, what was the capacity of that place? It was like 320 yeah. Yeah, I'd say there was every bit of 200 people in there, 150, yeah. 200 people. It was, a good, it was a good theater, too. They had a really good sound system. It's like, it looked a lot like Britannia, for those of you who know, It was, like, a lot like Britannia. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a very, very, like, kind of nice local space. Yeah, it was But it was, good. like, not like a little community theater. It was actually, like, you know. Yeah, it was, like, an independent theater. Yeah, yeah. independent, but not, like, a small community movie right. theater with, like, 50 seats. You know right. what I mean? Right. It was definitely, like, going to Britannia. But, like, the actors from Minnesota showed up. Yeah, dude, you had, like, three Bern- or four of your cast Bernie, were there. Yeah, Bernie from Atlanta showed up. Like, most of, most of the crew was there, save for Tyler and Drew. Um, but everyone was there, man. It was so much fun. It was awesome. Beautiful movie. Dude. <laughs> you should be incredibly proud. Dude, I am, I, am, I am proud. I saw that teaser, like, shortly after I first met you, and I was just like... Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> like, this is your student film? <laughs> it's not it. Well, yeah. Like, well, it was like our, it, we wrote students. it when we were students, but well, it's not a student film. It was amazing. It was just. This is, it was also Brett Price's first film. Like, he's he's directed like a couple shorts in school, but like, this is his first like. This is baby thing. Well, and the like, test never film school in some ways. Like, I knock film school and I knock education. Even people in film school, everyone's like mixed feelings about it and the digital age, you can teach yourself. But, like, y'all learned screenwriting. Y'all learned a lot of these skills that, like, you really do need to be around experts to really learn it. And y'all also, it was a testament to y'all because you, you studied it and you worked at it and you, you, y'all obviously were very driven. I, I can't imagine sitting on a script for four years. I can't imagine Dude, that. Dude, I don't. Ah, there were some days where, like, we. We're writing like crazy, and it was good, but there were definitely some days where it was like hard to work through, like the whole ending of the movie, mm. the whole like last fifteen minutes, took us like three, four months to even put down on the page because we didn't know how to end it, we just didn't know, and so we like went through like different ideas. We were reading other short stories and like looking at articles online about old people or dementia or like how things pan out when do you think about these things, but it's just like. We, we came to a decision which was just like, what, like, legacy. Like, what do you want to leave behind when you're old? Like, what do you want people to remember you by? Mm. 
And it was simple as that. And it took us three months to four months to even just come up with that idea. No. And then it took us, like, even more just to get down to the page. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, we shopped, it, we shopped that script around after we got it written. And, like, immediately people that we knew were just like, this is it. This is the one, dude. Like, if anything makes it out of our class first, it's going to be this. And it was, right? No. There were oh! Couple, yeah, there, were a couple, there was one feature film that was shot by Tim Hall uh, right out of college. And I didn't... I think it made it to a couple local film festivals. And I know a lot of us are doing really, really well out in L.A., in North Carolina, in Atlanta, Nashville, Chicago, New York. Sounds like a good program. Yeah. But it's like, this... I don't want to step on anyone's toes if they listen to this or anything, but yeah, you know. like this might be the first like, f- like feature over a certain number budget wise to come out from our from our uh, class. That's true. That might be true. Don't quote me on it though. No, of course it don't might quote be me on the largest it. project to come out of your class so far. Yeah. I need to check that. Then I'll write back to you. I'll send you an email or for the next episode for the next episode we correct something uh, that Ben and said once electric boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> yeah no man it's uh, it's so I, I it was so fun to travel out there with you and Monica like not to like be like oh look at me I'm so cool like no it was, it was, it was a lot so of fun cool. it was it was surreal we all brought our cameras like oh, yeah, and we all were just having a good time to watch you go through that I like can't even imagine. See, I, I want to hear I this. Like. I didn't even hear this from you yet, really. No, it was just surreal. It was just surreal to watch that, man. Like to sit there in a theater, and like it's one thing when we're driving up there, like oh, watch my like you know watch my buddy's film premiere, and like Monica and I are like really excited. And one point we like stole aside, and I was like, when they started putting the marquee up and they started putting the Polar Club up, and like it wasn't even that. Just that moment, I was like, okay. It's the Polar Bear Club. Like, okay, it's a movie. And then everyone was sitting down, and Brett's going to speak, and Monica and I leaned over each other. We were just like, this is Ben's movie. Like, this is like... <laughs> <laughs> this is like... Uh, people want to see this. This is really cool. I, I don't oh, know. It's... So here's a story for you. So I went to L.A. my senior year, and we visited this, like like screenwriter's agent or some agent right some manager i don't know who she was but our professor brought us to her and she's like you're gonna meet this person she's awesome uh you know like you'll pitch some ideas to her and maybe she'll give you some like some ideas about what you should change or if she likes it or whatever right or if you like fit for la i don't know yeah so i go over there we all go over there all the screenwriters we all pitch them our ideas that we've been working on for like the past two years. And what year of college was this? This is senior year. Okay, senior year. So, yeah, so, so the Polar Bear Club was two years old at that point. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty much like a full script. And so I pitched her the idea of the Polar Bear Club, like five minutes. And she was just like, what in your right mind makes you think that people would want to watch a movie about old people? I was like, dude, I have... I think it's a good idea. She's like, well, it's not. (laughs) And then right after that, she looks at the professor and she's like, why do you bring them here to LA? Like, do you think they're going to get a job or like, 
get a deal or some shit like that. And she was completely, like, taken aback, too. She's like, I'm just here to have meet people and, like, try stuff out and whatever. And we basically just got kicked out of her house. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know how, you know, uh, the guy who did Kane's Chicken Fingers, he proposed it in his business school and got, like, a B minus or C plus on it. And the person wrote, like, yeah, this wouldn't work. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm comparing your movie to Chicken Fingers, by the way. I love I love chicken fingers. I love canes. No, but so, it's like you know, there's always something to be said. Like I can immediately see the wisdom in that being like, how many movies you see with old people? Like I can see that logic, but it's also like, damn. I can name one good one: The Notebook. They made go. a lot of money. Notebook. There you they go. Made a good a lot good of money. Example. But it's up. Uh, it's also got Ryan Gosling. It's kind of like cheating. But um, <laughs> but it's true. But think about there's there's plenty of like I mean Golden Girls and all that stuff, right? I mean you got all Golden like, Girls. Got, there's an established. There's, there's but I, no, as you're just saying, Grand she, Torino. She attacks but that was Grand Torino. Torino. <laughs> 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 um, sir, Clint Eastwood is timeless. But um, no, that's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe she's in it to like conscious. I mean, I guess she has that logic like be brutal. LA is brutal. But like yeah, but it like, would be better just even just be kind of like. I don't think it, like even if she'd been blunt, been like, I don't think there's a market for a film about elderly people. Oh yeah, she was completely. But to just be like rude, she was pretty seems, rude. This seems like. But you know, like we, we didn't know. Like we were just like fresh out of college, basically. No, and I think and that, we were just that, like, you know what? Important. Maybe LA is not for us. Like maybe it's just not for us. That's okay. Maybe That's we just gotta go New somewhere Orleans, else. Bruh. That's why I'm New Orleans. That's why Bennett's <laughs> like in North Carolina. Well, there's only one. I think there's only one writer from us that's in LA, Vera. And then Josh is I think in North Carolina or Philadelphia or something. Like we we're all over. Those are really different places. Yeah, man. <laughs> North Carolina, Philadelphia. Somewhere on the <laughs> East Coast. Somewhere on the northeast. <laughs> but like, yeah, man. Like we were all pretty independently minded. None of us are writing like about robots fighting each other or like anything about space or I don't know. We were all writing independent stuff. Like stuff that would be made into yeah, like small festival movies. Sure, but that's fine. That's the that's stuff fine. Yeah, that's what we that's what we wanted to do. And we're taught to tell stories. That's what yeah. that's, if, if there's anything I've learned from you, it's like you did all this stuff. You're a great gaffer. You're great with lighting. You're great electrical. You're a good director. So, but there's one thing I've learned that like from your doing LARPing, from your doing tabletop, oh, from your playing games and movies and <laughs> writing. No, I was like, like you, you the 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 hyphenated two words to describe you as a storyteller. I mean, that's like, you're clearly a story-driven person and, and it's not just like you make festival bait. And that's the thing, when I first watched Polar Bear Club and I first watched it, and Marshall and I both were like, that was a very pretty film. Um, I like the characters a lot. We like the story a lot. But there was, at the end, we were kind of like, but is it a little dragging? And then the second time, and it was funny because you point out the thing I point out in everyone else's film where you said the sound made such a difference. And sitting in that theater the second time, it did. I was it like, did. that movie felt so much shorter and so much more fast paced. It just, it just felt. But still, it took you two times. It did. Yeah. But it doesn't matter though, because the fact is that like we also watched it on like your laptop with, like, I mean, your TV. Yeah, the laptop, TV, and it was like not as loud enough. Yeah. yeah. So like we were dealing with like the frustrations, which is another evidence pointing to people whether they know it or not hate that sound, but like. That polished product. It was I, I, yeah. Like, it was you, mixed for theater. It was mixed for theater, not for. It is, and, the and TV. but I talked to Brett and Spencer about it. I said I was like, guys, I was like, I was like, you know, I'm not like I'm probably not going to see all of them again. Like I, those guys were great. And I hope to see them again. I'll probably never see them again. You will. 
I hope so. You will. But, like, it could be many, many years. And the fact is that, like, I watched that movie, and I was like, this is going to have an amazing festival run. It is. If if you're going to make at least half a dozen festivals, I, I'd be shocked if you didn't. Y'all have applied to six. You're going to get three or four of those. I, I just, you're one for one so far. I mean, we're one for one. We're going to the Twin Cities Film Fest already. Yeah. yeah. And that's year? a good film festival. That's yeah. a serious film festival. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not just because it's film fest, like, because it's artsy and thoughtful. It's that your film tells a deeper story. It hits an audience that wants to hear a deeper story, but, but it isn't pretentious. It isn't constant monologues of people talking about that's like, true. you know, that's the thing. Like at the end, when the guy, when when the dad's on the phone with his dad, right? Well, you know, Harold's son's on the phone with him, and like, I'm not gonna get into what it's about, but that scene is a carefully crafted and hidden monologue, especially because you have that huge space. I know you go like two minutes. Before yeah, because we're again. jumping between like three different locations. Yes. Like, and in the same space time. But you get this amazing monologue without the film being the preachy, like, the indie girl sitting on the hood of the car telling the boy about life, right? Like, it's, it's, that film doesn't reek of that. It really doesn't. And, uh, but you still get your thoughtful exposition. So I don't know. I, I loved it. I, I hope to buy it on Blu ray. I, it. I think it's a beautiful movie. Blu ray. It'll probably just be out on VOD. Fine. I'm going to be VOD. And then I'll, I'll get. I'm gonna get a dot. I'm gonna get a file from you, and I'm gonna burn my own in Blu-ray. But the uh, you're gonna pirate it out, Greg. I'm gonna be you're your gonna first pirate. pirate. I'm gonna be your first pirate. Oh man, are you gonna leak this thing? <laughs> Dude, you get on like CNN, you know, super secret, top secret film, Polar Bear Club leaked, and you get like a million. <laughs> <laughs> That's how all the. Did you notice how many how many movie trailers were leaked at Comic Con this year? Right, dude. Yeah, if it's leaked, it's like, oh man, I gotta see it because it's, it's not like, fucking leaked. It's secret. <laughs> it's secret, man. It was leaked. It was leaked. For, it language. was an inside job. Like they were like, just leak it. Just go ahead. It just is. put it out there. And they're like, oh, we're so upset about it. Like, no, you're not. You're so happy. Yeah, because millions of people. It's are on it. every front page of like every site. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, Suicide Squad, everyone was so skeptical about it. Boom! Someone released a crappy cell phone video of the teaser, and it went everywhere! Yeah, it went everywhere. Oh, it was amazing. Dude. And then two weeks later, they released the teaser. I mean, come on. <laughs> Are you kidding? Dude. Oh, yeah. man. But no, dude, you should be proud. I'm excited for y'all. I can't wait to see how many more festivals it gets into, and I'm so happy to say I saw it first. Aside from your crew, of course. At your house, and then I got to see it at its first theater. Like it's yeah, so that was pretty cool. awesome. It's seeing so it in cool theater. To say that. Seeing it in theater was so much fun, dude. Oh it, it was God. just and like I was sitting next to my dad and my mom and my sister and you guys on the other side. It was just exactly like how I wanted it to be, dude. It was like it was perfect. It was just like my family's there, my friends there. Dude, I've had dreams about having like premieres and like having my family like sitting around like dinner tables all over the place and they would see a movie. Oh my god. Yeah, but it was just like, yeah, it was awesome. Oh god, I gotta finish Reddit talk. <laughs> <laughs> gotta finish Reddit talk. Dude, we're almost gotta there, man. End of the year, rough cuts, dude. The end of the year. Well, we're also working on new stuff. I know. I was gonna let's say. Plug I, that real quick. I was gonna say. So Ben, what are you working let's on? Let's work. On, let's talk about that. So I'm working on two things now, writing two things. One of them, partnering with our good friend Bianca Giacchinetti. The amazing Bianca Giacchinetti, who yeah. we never give quite enough screen time to. Right. She's amazing. Right. <laughs> and she's never amazing had a, she's never had a lead role before, and I with think us. Was, 
with us. Well, she's, I she, don't think she's ever had a lead role outside of college. Rosie Levi's borderline lead role. I would say that's supporting. Yeah, that's supporting. I would say that's supporting. God, man, she's such a good actress. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> but she's never had a lead role. She needs one, and it's probably why she doesn't have representation right now. So, why not make one for her? We're work- I'm working on a script f- to cater to her and all that kind of stuff. Really low budget. Um, like everything we all do. Like everything <laughs> we do. But like make it like craft it in a way where we can make a good story out of what we already have and not like work for anything big. Right. The other thing is Brett Price has given me a couple more like two more script ideas that he's been working on. Was he remember this is the director for Polar Bear Club? Director from Polar Bear Club. And co-writer, right? You two wrote the film together. Yeah, we wrote the film together. And he he came to me with this one that I like in particular. Um I'm not gonna, I don't know if I can give any details to yeah, the story, about it. but he, um, but he gave me an outline. He gave me all this stuff, and he wants to write this into a feature, like old times. We're gonna work on an outline and all that stuff. Yeah. So hopefully that becomes a thing. Um, but yeah, two scripts in the works. Hell yeah. Yeah, and you're working on something too now. <laughs> I've literally never written a script before, and I've, I've had ideas in the past. Um, many I've thrown out. Very few have I ever even mentioned. I'm, I'm like, I'm always someone who's too, who's too, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I have a bad habit of, if I have an idea, whether it's not just a film related, it's like, I'm going to take on this hobby, or I'm going to go to the gym, I have to tell everybody about it, and then I don't, you know, it gives that same satisfaction of having done it, and you don't do it. So when it comes to scripts and film ideas, I've, I've finally trained myself over time to like keep it very close to my chest not because I'm worried about being stolen but because I'm like if I have to have everyone validated I'm never going to do it it was the first script I finally started telling people about and part of what's helped me move forward has honestly been you were one of the first people I told about it and like you looked yeah, at back my, on like, like January my 1 notes. yeah you looked at my like <laughs> BS notes about it and you looked at me you looked at it and you went like you, saw, you were like Keep working good. on it. You're like, this is good. You know, you're like, you're like, you're like, you need to do this. This is very good. You're like, you're like, keep moving, keep moving forward. Like, it was just that you said this is really good. You were like, you were like, keep going. That's what that's what the dumbest was. You said keep going, and I was like, he's right. I need to keep going. You can work on it. And I just got all amped up. And every few months, I would like pick it up and start grinding at it for like one or two days and write down all this stuff. And yeah, but now you have like a legit outline. Yeah, you're like you started like writing a, pages today. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because I've ne- I've literally never written a script, and I know what I want. Well, look to look at you, look you're like. writing a script, dude. Ah, you're doing it. It's exciting, it's good. man. And and um, or I'm, I'm I'm trying to get it done in time for the Create Louisiana grant. I'm getting all the other stuff done right now, but they they want a full script, and I've I've been thinking about it for a few months, and I heard about this grant, and I'm like, they're probably gonna want a script, so I've been slowly moving on it. Now we're <laughs> We're getting to crunch time. I need to finish the script, but um, I'm really excited about the idea. Uh, Primer's a huge influence, but I don't think I'm like ripping off of it, which is good. Um, just kind of like in, oh, similar in the sense it focuses on relationships. Sci-fi is a major plot point, but it's not flashing lights and explosions as much as sci-fi is strictly a storyline. It's it's a driving force as opposed to mm-hmm. the visual center of the film. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I, I've gotten some really good responses. And likewise, when you're talking about Bianca, I think Bianca would be an awesome lead for this. I haven't even pulled her this yet, so... Um, I'll let you do that. Yeah, well, we'll She's see. I'm going to tag her on this She's, one, so I'm going to see if she oh. listens to this and finds Ooh. out. <laughs> we give it a few days and see if she hears from Hey, this Bianca, works. if you're in L.A. listening to this, we can't wait for you to come back. Hells yeah. Come back soon. And um, when I approached Eric to be on my team for this film... Um, and I mentioned you, he was like super, he's like, oh, hell yeah, Bianca needs to be on. Hell yeah. Like Eric was a big advocate for you as a lead role. So, uh, you know, there, there you go, Eric. I'm, 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 I'm backing you up. But, Our uh, homeboy. <laughs> Our homeboy, Eric. Sorry, we're just throwing out a whole bunch of shout outs right now, but yeah. Basically, so I have an excuse to tag everybody, but I don't look like an <laughs> asshole who's just tagging people indiscriminately. Yeah. Um, but no. Nah. Anything yeah. else, man? I, I'm excited to move forward with these ideas. I think uh, Ben's been instrumental in helping me like n- stop making excuses when it comes to. He's like, he's well, like, dude, everyone can write. Everyone can write, and I'm like, you're right. I keep telling everyone that they can pick up a camera. I need to kind of, you know, take my own advice. So I appreciate. Well, I'm glad. How much yeah, you forced me forward and watching Polar Bear Club. I mean, you saw it, dude. We watched Polar Bear Club. We got in the car. I pulled out an iPad. Like for hours, I was sitting there talking about the film. I didn't want to do it on an iPad, and the, the impulse got so overwhelming that you just had to. Do that it. I wrote pages but on now, an iPad. Dude, but now, yeah, you, now you're gonna get to the stage like where you get like you like bogged you're like you get bogged down in details and like writing out these scenes. And you'd be like, oh man, the scene's not working. Blah blah. That's blah. okay. That's okay. But it's all right. You just get it down the page, and you're like, you just. But the thing is, you just gotta like do a little bit every day about no. baby steps. Because if if you do too much at once, it just gets to be like crazy. Yeah. But if you do a little bit every day, it'll be awesome. It'll be so good. Well, I'm excited, and I'm I'm happy again for you at the Polar Bear Club, and I'm excited to see where it goes. People think when you say. You know, that's a wrap on set. It's done. But, Jesus, that's that's 30% of the work. Yeah, it's not even done yet. we got to do the festival run now. Post-production, <laughs> marketing. It's one thing I've learned. Filmmakers suck at marketing, man. We are all really, like... That's why we hire it out. Right? <laughs> that's right. To a distribution company right. or something. Um, anything else, man? I think that's it. So, I think this is a pretty good conversation we had yeah, about all this stuff. And I hope to have you on again soon. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and please check out Polar Bear Club. I'm going to make sure to link it with um, any time I post up this podcast. It's, I'm telling you, just watch the teaser. You have to watch the teaser. Look out for it. It's it's stunning. I've uh, I I I'm, it, it's awesome. <laughs> like, that's it. It's it's great. So, yeah. thanks again, and uh, cheers. See ya.